You are listening to Habitus Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to promote creatives in the interior design and architecture. My name is Omitra from Habitus Concept based in Jakarta. I am sitting down with creators and discuss their process, the lessons learned, and how to make impacts. Depending on our guests, Habitus Podcast is available in English and Indonesian. Don't forget to share and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcast. We hope this brings values to you and enjoy. All right, today we have uh, Sherlyn here with us. And uh, Sherlyn, thanks for joining us on this uh, podcast. No problem, it's our pleasure. Yeah, we, you know, one of the main things that we wanted to talk to you because uh, after my visit with you at your company, at your studio, then I realized that there were a lot of things that you spoke about that I thought that uh, might be quite interesting to our listeners. So today I thought it was a good chance to kind of re-attack on some of those things and then kind of learn more about what your firm is uh, doing okay. as well. Hey, so just just want to wind back uh, the clock and, and uh, kind of talk about how did uh, how did it all start and how did how did Habitus get to uh, know your company? Do you, re- you kind yeah, of remember, I remember that? I think you guys reached out to us on one of our socials to arrange for a presentation and and I actually saw your Instagram and it was quite uh, attractive uh, like the stuff you have actually the stuff that we will use or propose to our clients so I think we started from there yeah and I at first I remember I, I, I saw your Instagram it was really attractive and then but I think there was no reply <laughs> from you then after a while Uh, I managed to finally get a get a slot with you, yeah. and then you kind of say, "Hey, I'm really busy." Then you push me back for one more month, <laughs> so I thought I was like, "Ah, she's just make, you know making it difficult for me." Oh really? I can't remember that part. <laughs> But I remember we changed our <laughs> meetings a few times, and then finally we met up because. Uh, I texted you And then I think your reply was like Oh thanks for getting back to us And then we finally met after that Yeah and As uh, we After I, I thought it was quite interesting Because What happened was The instructions that you gave Were really specific And I was thinking uh, She must be joking man. How can I lose my way around uh, A place <laughs> okay. and address You know And <laughs> Lo and behold, when I got there, that I was, I, I I wanted to text you and I say, hey, where 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 is your place? And I can't find it, and it, it, is it the correct mm-hmm. place or not? And I was like, yeah, totally lost. That's when I realized that, you know, that uh, that's why you gave very specific yeah. instructions. <laughs> I usually do that to uh people come to find us because there are two entrances and it's quite hard to locate in a way. So yeah, I gave all the information. Yeah, and and kind of moving on, you know, right into the 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 the, the meeting itself. I thought the best thing that you ever offered to me <laughs> was that you actually gave yeah, me a beer. Yeah. I have not had any, uh, you know, designers uh, pass me a beer right in the <laughs> studio, man, offering me right up. Man. Okay, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I thought these two ladies here, uh, I was like, are you serious or what? They're way too cool to be like, you know, giving me a beer on our first date, man. Yeah, yeah, I remember you hesitated and then like, huh, really? Ah? Then after that, you're like, okay, okay, la, okay, la, can. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but what what really strike me off was uh, that you you left me something uh, very deep imprint in me on that day was actually you said that this is a supplier's uh, education day you know a day where you meet up with all the suppliers and I thought that was really really cool because there's something that is uh, resonates with some of the bigger uh, very big firms and but uh, you had it uh, you're instilling it in uh, your, your your company do you mind sharing with us what are your thoughts on that why would you reserve time every month to just meet suppliers Mm, I think maybe because of my past experience, uh, I was in companies that they actually allocate time to meet suppliers, uh, and we usually do it maybe once in a week or maybe once a month, depending. And that's when we actually learn about like the different products because there are a lot of uh new products every day coming up, and and I think it's good to have. For us, it's a uh, once a week, so I think it's good to have like maybe every Friday, the end of the week, when it's like a bit more casual and like closing up for the week, and we start to meet people and understand their products a bit more. So I think that will help us to um, improve our designs with the new developments that is out there, rather than staying put with. Uh, whatever we are comfortable with because I'm sure there are a lot of firms that we keep using the same brands the same companies the same product but for us we want to move forward with the new inventions and all that so I think it's very good for us to set aside time uh, for us we think it's the best time is every Friday because you know it's the end of the week and you can discuss over beer and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah I totally yeah. agree man it was it was really relaxing that day man and I think that at that time the COVID thing has it started yet I, uh, I think it was the start because I remember we had hand sanitizers around the place already but it wasn't that serious yet so uh, yeah it was maybe the start of the period uh, yeah because I remember that uh, we were saying that you know the next time I come to you we're gonna meet on a Friday and then we're gonna go for beers after that around your office. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Then after that, yeah, COVID like came full force. So correct. So you know, sometimes it just this this circuit breaker thing just makes us really appreciate what we had the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know, just now you were mentioning that previously you kind of picked this up from your previous uh uh job. You know, and when you started to tell me more and more about yourself, then I was really, really quite impressed. Would you be able to share with some of our listeners here as to where did you study, and you know, eventually where did you go to uh, your first work? And is this uh, like how many jobs have you uh, taken up? How many uh, you know before uh, founding your own uh, company? Okay, actually, I didn't study interior design at all. Um, back then in school, I was a science student, and I thought I was gonna end up in some bio lab uh, <laughs> when I start working. Uh-huh. So, um, interestingly, you know, like O levels, you have to pick your six choices. Correct. To get into, correct. Like the tertiary education. So, the top one was bio, biology, or something, something at at Nian Poly, and then my last choice was. 
product design at Temasek Design School, Temasek Poly, because they are known for their design um, works and all that. So to me, at that point of time, I thought, okay lah, design is the not so... Um, not so lucrative, is it? The Not so yeah, approving yeah. by your parents, by your parents. Yeah. yeah. It's not a very smart course to be in. So I thought, okay lah, maybe if I really somehow didn't do well so I need like a backing right so okay I decided to put product design as the last choice so it's the sixth choice and when I gotten my results right I really ended up in my last choice which is product design so at that time um, I was very shocked like it's totally not me and I don't really know what's going on but I just went ahead with it so uh, I, I went on doing product design and <clears throat> after graduation I did uh, my first few jobs were with kitchen specialists so basically we did a lot of like uh, imported kitchens and they were all modular systems so it's almost like Lego and what you have to do is to plan like a kitchen in modular systems within that layout so um, that was what I how I started off and after that because kitchens are like overlapping with um, the interior space right so we have some clients asking us for uh, can you design the TV console or can you design uh, my bedroom so from there I started expanding uh, my scope and I decided after many years of designing kitchens maybe I should take on the whole space which is like the entire interior and it was when I left my my job and started looking for interior jobs. So um, at the start, at the start there were not a lot of firms um, open like being open to employ me because I had no like relevant interior experience. But then in uh, after many tries, I found one company that decided to train me up. Um, on a profit sharing basis so basically no salary and if I get to close a deal then uh, I get to earn something I see so it was from there that I actually uh, start to pick up and learn because of course I want to have some income right yeah. so I started learning a lot from this company and and yeah that's where I, I started what was uh, you know, maybe let's say the most important thing that you learn about interior design from your first interior design uh, assignment what would you think it would be from my first interior assignment i learned that uh renovating a home is not just about building things around like it's not very uh how should i say it's not just building things but it's telling a story of the entire space understanding your lifestyle how you use the space how you interact like the different areas or corners of your your house and how we actually tie them all up into a story and concept so basically when you walk into the space it's not just like a typical home like okay i'm at the dining area i need storage so then you have like maybe a full height cabinet somewhere but for us it's like how you feel when you step into the space like do you have some sort of ambient lighting uh, that greets you when you step into the house and it's more of like how you feel and how you interact with the space rather than I need this so I build this yeah so I think that was the main takeaway when I 
I was with this first company. I see, and I could see that you also brought along some of these into your current design practice as well, right? Yeah, I do. I think it's it's a very lifestyle thing, um, and in in a very casual term, we always say like. Feeling, feeling, uh, you know, like you stay in this space. What's the feeling you get? Correct. Uh, and we emphasize a lot on that experience. Yeah, and I think that this this experience thing is really kind of what divides you from you know a lot of other companies as well. I see a very consistent messaging uh, when I work with a lot of very experienced designers, and uh, a lot of them says that you know. It's a very deep relationship that you get into with the client, the owners, and you really need to kind of know what they are thinking and what they like, and then you sort of paint a picture based on the things they tell you, and then you kind of show them the picture at the end, and you know, of course, with a lot of uh, proposals in the middle, but you know, I think that's a quite an incredible thing to do. Mm. You know, so so. After that, that that assignment at twelve. So, what happened after that? Uh, after that, I wanted to try other areas of interior design because in interior design there are many different um, business models. So, some of them are consultancy firms. Some of them they do like turnkey projects, or uh, like design and build projects. So after Dwell, I wanted to experience what is it like to probably design an entire condominium building, um, or like to design a shopping mall. So it was when I started to look at bigger firms like on on and on, <clears throat> and yeah, it was a different experience altogether because it's where we work with uh, major developers and. Uh, contractors, so bigger firms, bigger scale, and and the whole um, I would say the whole uh, coordination and structure is very different. Yeah, so basically, when I after dwell, I tried being in consultancy firms, small and big ones, and I also went to uh, firms that design hotels and resorts just to understand a bit more of. And that is a really, really, really very, very vast uh, undertaking you did actually right before you. Uh, and you you shared with me you actually founded your studio while you were working uh, for some of these companies, right? Yeah. Yeah. It started because I didn't have I didn't plan to do it, but because at that age. Uh, it was also when a lot of my friends uh, were starting to get their first homes. So um, yeah, I started to design like friends' homes, and there was an acquaintance that wasn't very comfortable with dealing uh, with me without having a company. So I was in a way forced to, you know, just register like a simple sole proprietorship just to get that deal going on. Um, it wasn't a very close friend, so I guess I had to do it, lah. So it was millimeters. I was maybe twenty two or twenty three then, and why millimeters? Because it was the SI unit for dimension. So it was quite dumb in a way when I explained <laughs> it. But 
But when I say millimeters, everybody's like, oh, it sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds like very precision, you know. My house will be designed down to the millimeters. I feel so safe when I go with you, you know. That's why no, when no, I. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. And, and we wouldn't even dare to uh, guarantee that down to millimeters. It's very scary, right? Down to millimeters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just the SI unit. Uh. I thought okay It's just one word It sounds cool And The short form is MM So I already started thinking Like you know MM can be uh, Even if it's a mirror image It can be quite cool And I started to think Think about like The, the name card design And all that kind of thing Cause when you emboss The name card on one side right And you flip it over It's actually the same mirror image So I thought okay Everything seems to To gel together Then I just went ahead with it I did it in like One night I, uh, for the name and the registration I didn't even know About the <laughs> name card thing man Now that you tell me That's pretty cool man Like <laughs> I wanna go find your name card later And flip it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's quite random in a way But you know I, I do really have to Just kinda Before You know we go a lot more Into millimeters I just wanna know When you spoke about uh, Ong and Ong Kobo What were your takeaways You know What was it like that You said that From 12 A very small Intimate setting And now you're going Big scale You are Dealing with uh, A lot of uh, You know Things moving Very quickly How do you feel How do you you feel Like it's a very Close-knitted family What 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 were the pros What were the cons When you were With these companies Mm, I would say When I moved From Dwell To these bigger companies it was moving from like a family kind of culture to a culture that is very independent. So it's actually the opposite, the direct opposite. And when you work in bigger firms, I felt like you were mostly on your own and they were the jobs you were given with um, requires you to almost handle it all, all on, your, on your own. And the pros would be you start taking more ownership of whatever task that is given to you. Um, the cons is I would say there will be very because most of our clients are overseas like Indonesia or China and all that. Like we work with Capital Land and all the companies. So like they will give you one or two days notice to fly over for one meeting and and it was at the time I was pretty young. I'm I mean I'm still in my twenties at that time and it was quite fearful to to be meeting like a group of twenty people in China. Wow, yeah, that's that's actually quite intimidating. Do you re- do you go with a like a group of your company friends, colleagues? So yeah, most of the time I'm on my own because you are like they will give you a, a scope and you just have to do it on your own and if you have anything then you have to like uh, when you're in China You just have to get in touch With the Singapore office So it was It was a very good experience for me Because it forces me To be independent And to take charge of things um, It was scary But I mean I think it, in the end It was very helpful And it taught me a lot of things um, It's definitely different From when you are With a smaller company That is more Like a more family cultured Kind of place I see What What Eventually, did, did you like uh, the, the job at these uh, consultancy firms? Do you prefer this or do you prefer, 
you know something like that. Although I do know the answer already <laughs> since <laughs> I know where you are at now, but uh, you know what was okay. the point that really you know drove you to eventually leave and then start up and go hundred percent full time on your own uh, company. Uh, okay, so with bigger firms, there are a lot of uh, hierarchy and paperwork to do. Basically, as a designer, you just come up with the concept and drawings, but uh, essentially the building will be on another end, right? So there's a lot of paperwork and emailing here and there. That is very uh, a very desk-bound job, and you don't really get to see the development or you don't really get to go on site that frequent because they are so far away from you so every day basically you're just sitting at your desk replying people and, and just generating a lot of drawings and concepts so to me it felt very dry like uh, I personally like to hands on design something yeah and I still want to go on site to see how it's being correct, like correct even, even if it's on the factory like at the factory I will still want to go to the factory to see how it's being made and then from the factory is like being delivered to the site, right? So I feel that there's more control in, in it and it's really quite satisfying to see that whole progress. Yeah, you 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 want to you know you you want to be you want to see the fruits of your labor, right? I I can yeah. almost imagine and right? you know how how it feels. Yeah. And and you know it's really funny I can I can really relate to how when you were talking about like in a big company it was just plenty of drawings and talking and very dry stuff because I remember the first project that uh, we worked together and we are still working on it uh, just a few weeks ago yeah. we I think how long how many days was it I think it was just two days right and then we closed the thing already yeah it was very fast yeah, and it was like you had it in your mind, and you told your client. Then I told, I talk, I spoke to them for a while, and everything was done within, you know. And we are, we are here. We we want to de- deliver, you know, this project to people, to owners, to homeowners, and we want to do it in the fastest manner, but still, you know, have the rigor of all oh, designs and what you learn from your. Firms, you know, small or big, and it's really, really good that you know, you see the small, then you saw the big, you saw the <laughs> merits and of both sides, and then now you're working on your own company. Yeah, it was quite a journey actually. So now, let's pull you back to millimeters. I, I, you know, the first impression that I had. You know, and I say, can I borrow your toilet as well? And I came out and I said, hey, the toilet looks really nice as well. <laughs> I I had this sense of, you know, it's like comfort. It's very comfortable. It makes me feel very at home, even at your studio. And what would, you know, what would be your basis of design? What would your design philosophy be, let's say, you know, if you could explain it to me in just a very short passage? Um, my design philosophy it to me is it has to resonate with your lifestyle and it has to give you a very welcoming feeling like we don't want the space to be very cold and we want it to be very casual and very home like whether it's an office or not um, yeah we want to have that kind of homely comfortable element to it 
that's yeah, and I think that's that's quite in the when I when I saw, you know, the things that you were doing, it was very, it's simple but it's not cold. You know, some people, I I feel that some of the designs when they when they go when you head in, it's very very plain but it gets like very uh, foreign. It looks very far away to me, but I could feel that you know things are. Mm. Well, we're really joining together when I was looking at some of your past uh, projects. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your what was your like um, feelings? I would say that how did you feel when you saw uh, what the habitus had uh, you know presented to you for the very first time? What was your initial feelings? My initial feelings were um. It was definitely of good quality, and the finishing were all very, um, very clean, very nice, very solid. I mean, when we actually touch, get to like carry and touch the actual samples, right? It was really solid, and and you can see that there's a lot of, of effort spent on the detailing and the final finishing of each product. So, and I was, I could also feel like the passion, like you guys were actually coming to advise. Uh, whether this uh, mechanism or this product will work with whatever we want to do, so it was like a very good, uh, in a way, one-stop service. Like you will not just sell the product, but you will actually advise on the performance and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and I, and I could, I could feel, I could relate to you also because when you were saying that. Your design revolves around what the owner wants, and I could feel that you're getting in there. You're getting your hands, your you know, your hands dirty, your knees deep. So it's kind of the same thing that what we're doing. We want to make sure that when we um, help, when we are when we're delivering this uh, promise to the owner, we want the experience to be really, really good. Uh, so I can see that there are things that are common between us. That's why I find it very. Uh, you know, very fun to work with. You know, partners like you, designers like you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you know, just now you were talking about like problems, technical problems. What was your like something that you remember the most about like something technical in one of your past projects? You mean like a technical? Yes, correct. Like a bad experience of a technical or something. What would be your most memorable one? Mm, technical problems. I wouldn't say technical because so far we haven't had anything really bad on the technical side. But I would say the biggest problem we have faced is. When we are literally sandwiched between the contractor and the owner, because I mean, some contractors that we have worked with for a long time, uh, we try and use we try and use the same contractors because they understand our kind of detailing and um, the standard, right, and the materials and all that. So we are trying to use them for all our projects, but sometimes they have uh, issues like. You know, someone's really sick and all that, and and we try and share that with the homeowner. But on the homeowner's end, it's like they have a deadline to meet, and and they still want to keep things going on even if someone is not well or all that. So that's that's always a, a struggle for us because I mean we have other contacts that 
um, are available to continue the job, but then the quality will be different. Correct, correct. So up till today, right, it's still a struggle for us to to manage that thing because, um, yeah, it's it's hard to say, but we we just hope that most owners would be able to understand that and give us give give us that space to to improve, lah. Yeah, because basically we still want to use the same few um, makers and contractors for the job. Correct, and and I I I can really feel the tension, you know, within yourself when you're talking about this, you know, trying to you know not having a an organic team, you know, and having a few different uh, suppliers, different contractors. And trying to maintain the、uh, finishing, the quality, and the standard. But I do see merits that you also recognize that you know when you have different people, you can choose. Make sure you choose the best for your homeowners as well, right? Do you see that way as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah. We always try and use the the best for all our projects. Yeah, because sometimes I we we always hear the problems of you know. Some of the companies, when they have their own organic team, the design and they cover the build part under the same company, then we see really run into some issues, you know, of like they're trying to eat up everything, and in the end, the the quality they're trying to keep everything as packed as possible, and then just rush projects、yeah. and everything. Yeah, and you know that 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 brings me to the point, man. Like, so you are you are really quite busy, right, <laughs> right now. Uh yeah, because we we do a lot of uh referral projects and it somehow comes in waves. Maybe because like every new development in Singapore, like whether it's a condo or BTO, it it comes in waves, right? So in every development, we might have a few units per development. So uh yeah, that's when we struggle. But anyway, the solution, the solution for us is to actually. Train up a few、uh, contractors so that we have more buffer for other projects, rather than relying on one or two main ones. Correct, and also one of the main thing that I was also asking other designers was that the lead time. The lead time. What、mm-hmm. is an optimum lead time that millimeters would like the homeowners to approach you? Optimum lead time. Do you mean like the whole renovation process? Like uh, let's say if I'm getting my keys in December of two thousand twenty, when should you know I go to you? When should I start the conversation? I think we should start in October, so uh, two months before the key collection date, because two months is a good time frame to uh discuss concept and what you want to do for the space. So usually we like to. To keep to that two month thing, so that once you get keys, right, we are actually clear of the direction and the design, and we can actually start the construction almost after your key collection date. So it's more, um, more time efficient, I guess. Correct, and you're also saying that you know you want to make sure that、um, you 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 settle on things, right, and you agree on things, right, and not just keep. Changing right because you know、yeah. I, I hear this. I hear you mention about this many many times, and you're also telling me that hey, stop changing、yeah. things. You know, just fix it, and then this is. I think this is important, right? We need to let people know that if you want something good, it has to take time. 
you know, you you need to yes. put thought into it. You need to you know draw it out. You need to cross check with each other. And yes. <laughs> yeah. So timeline is very important. Um, we try and put a deadline to every segment. Uh, like when you have to confirm the design, when you have to confirm all the hardware, when you have to confirm all the colors, because everything comes hand in hand with one another, right? Like it's a process. So if you if you go to step D and step B or C is not done, then we have to like reverse time, and there's a lot of time wasted down there. Oh yeah, and and I saw I. I do have to do some uh, advertising for your company, lah. I saw you had a very <laughs> detailed Gantt chart, you know, just down there managing a timeline, project timeline, and resources. I see very systematic approach, so that is really, really good. Like, you know, it is always reassuring for even a supplier to work with a, uh, you know, the program manager that knows what is happening, you know. Yeah, I think that will also help us to. To check ourselves, like to make sure that we ourselves are on track, and yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing for everyone, like for the homeowner or for everyone else. And this is something that you got from the bigger firms, right? This is a, an experience they learn from them, right? Yeah, I do because when you are building like the entire building or a uh, con condo development, right? People will start asking, oh, so when should I deliver my furniture, for example? So. You always need to refer to a chart, and if you don't have that, right, it's very hard for you to to give a reply. And and it also like how to say, if you cannot give a reply, then it looks very uh not very nice. Correct. It looks like you, you. What are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? Kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So. That's really a lot that I've uh, learned about, you know, your company and everything. I just chanced upon the other day you were talking about your you have a new projects that uh, you know we were talking. Then suddenly you said I'm gonna go continue painting my pots. <laughs> I, I am okay. very interested about that. I you you were gonna tell me a lot of things on the on uh, on WhatsApp radio. Really. I say stop stop stop. Let's just leave everything <laughs> for our interview. And could you could just share okay. with me how did you go from designing <laughs> houses <laughs> to painting pots? Is it a you know something <laughs> a crisis in life or what? <laughs> what is it? No, I think because when we design homes, right, um, we do the full scope, like from conceptualization to shopping of every item down to like floor rugs down to. What kind of throw cushions you're gonna have for your sofa? So um, I think pots is because we are we we like plants and we think that every home should have a few plants at least. So and and you also need nice pots, right? And for us, we do a lot of monochrome homes, and we find that if the accessory or if like say the pots is monochrome, it's um it's quite universal. Like no matter what kind of color scheme or what kind of style you have for your home, um, this would fit. So yeah, during the circuit breaker, we have we have a bit more time to develop that, and we started painting and making some pots, uh, based on that concept. And yeah, so far it's been good, and and 
most of the stuff are sold out. <laughs> so we're quite happy. And and yeah, because I, I personally deliver the pots and, and we want to keep costs low and I also need to get some fresh air during this whole period. So yeah, I take it as a win-win. Like, yeah, free delivery for these pots and you know, you feel happy with this pot in your house and I get to get some fresh air. Yeah, so we thought it's a good time. It's a good time to launch this whole thing, man. Yeah. So, so is it like... Uh... After you complete the project, the the house comes with one free pot. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. Like because anyway, we 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 always paint for our clients. Like it's very hard to find a, a painting that suits your space. Uh, it's not hard if you have a lot. Of, <laughs> you can get a very expensive one. But if you're talking about like yeah, a, a comfortable uh. Artwork that you can afford, right? I think it's not very easy to find. So, what we usually do is to paint for them as like a housewarming gift, and because we are the ones designing the homes, uh, we are the one that knows the uh the colors, the feel of the space. So Correct. I think we are the best to paint for them. So, yeah. So I think we are just translating that painting into pots as well. That is awesome, man. I. <laughs> you know what? The next time I I I go visit you, make sure you have some pots in your offices <laughs> for sale. <laughs> yes, we have. We didn't realize. Yeah. So during the circuit breaker, like we have to bring everything back to take care of the plants. Oh, so that time when I was there, there were already pots in your studio. Yeah, yeah, there are. I didn't realize yeah, yeah. that. I was so focused fixated <laughs> on the beer. On yeah, the beer. that's why. <laughs> yeah. You know what? So. If I could just ask you two last last two questions, man. Like, you know, what, you know, like, uh, what is the most memorable thing since you have started in this industry? Most memorable can be anything. Wow. Good, bad, funny. You know, like you were saying, fearful, frightening. Anything that casted the deepest memory so far in your entire uh, career so far. Uh, okay, so one of the recent ones were uh, this this artist reached out to us. Uh, he, I think he wants to promote his uh, his paintings and you know the level of customization that he can go. So apparently he can step into a space and he can feel the space. And from this whole experience, he he's able to come out with a painting that the owner would like. So when I first met him, right, without knowing me, without saying anything about me, I went to his space and he actually painted this thing for me. And then he hung it on the wall and he asked me, Hey, is this what you like? And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is exactly what I wow. want. And then he said, oh, this is for you. Wow. I was like, wow, I was so touched. Eh. It's like, it's exactly what I would go for in my own home or like in some of my clients' home. Yeah, so he actually, I asked him like how, how did he know right, like I like this kind of thing. He said it was really from um, the conversation we had and my WhatsApp profile oh, picture. Really? <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to have a look at it, man. I, 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 I am actually looking at it right now. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's just very clean, monochrome stuff, and and yeah, he painted exactly what 
I love and yeah, until now it's staying in my heart. My goodness, I I'm gonna put that up so that、uh, our listeners can have a have a look at what I mean. <laughs> I'm trying to understand this picture. I I thought you you just pulled it off the internet. I didn't know that somebody painted it for you. No no no! You mean my profile? Yeah, it's not somebody. It it wasn't painted. It was like I asked him how he knows that I like this kind of painting, and he said he just got a sense of what I like through my picture and through our conversation. Oh, so you mean yeah yeah the 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 painting that he had done. It's not the the picture that you have on your profile pic. No, 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 it's not. It's so not. I think I this is what I need to do. Okay, I need to take a photo of the painting、mm. and have this share with me so that our listeners can really kind of see what is this thing about. I think、yeah. it's gonna be quite an eye opener. Okay, can I'll send that photo to you. It's very nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was really surprised because uh. Same like uh without meeting right. I also po- postpone his meeting like a few times, I, <laughs> and then it's 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 a it's a good sign. If you're postponing us, ah,、uh, the supplies is a good thing. That means you're really busy with work. It's a good thing. No, but it's also a very easy way to reject someone, right? Like just keep postponing, and then hopefully one day they will forget. But for us, it's like when we postpone, we will actually make a note in our calendar that okay, I need to get back to you today. So when I got back to him finally, right, he was like, "Oh, I I didn't know that you would get back." That's exactly the same thing I had. I I told you, I thought that you were just pushing me off. Yeah, yeah. Then I said, "No, no, no. I was going to see you," and then he was like, like very nice and very touched. Yeah, cause his was a home studio, so I basically went to his home, and then yeah, there were paintings everywhere. And actually, I I got him to I commissioned him to do two paintings for our studio. So what he did was to to visit the space and uh the two big paintings that were on our material shelves are actually done by him. Wow! Everybody who came in actually said that oh, it really it really suits the space very well. Yeah. I'm sorry, I missed out on that. I will take note the next time. <laughs> I, it, yes, it's、yeah. quite high lah, cause it's on the yeah. Hey, I'm not so short as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but most people don't look up for that. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, wow, this、yeah. this is this is really really interesting, and、uh, this is really funny. I I I didn't know, you know, I thought I knew a bit about you, but I think this this interview has really. <laughs> You know, let me know much more about your company, man. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so I just I just wanted to,、uh, you know, for something one last question I have for you. You know, what would you have to say for any、uh, future upcoming、uh, interior designers or painters or pot painters? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about pot painters because, uh, it's quite hard to paint pots. <laughs> you want to monopolize, <laughs> right? No, it's quite small, and you really need like you know a lot of time and effort, which only circuits can provide. So I don't really know if you have the chance to do that. Okay, okay, I'll、yeah. just keep it to future interior designers. Yeah. So I think for future designers, I would say to have、uh, a clear direction of what you want to go for, because from my research and 
observation, right? I noticed that we always try and do the things people want, and you don't really get to say much about what you want to do for their space. <clears throat> so I think just keep it uh, firm and uh, clearly express your direction and why you want to do that. And also, very importantly, to keep a consistent. Um, style across your project because that's where your identity comes in um, if people don't remember you basically they they can just go to anyone else and yeah it's, it's just a, a, a cycle like I, like for, for, for us right now like if people say that they want to go home then uh, millimeters is somebody they will think of um, but if you say you want like a Scandinavian home for example yeah, actually a lot of people who do that, right? So I think identity is very important. So keep um quite clear to your direction and, and just focus on that. Yeah, I think I think that that is really a very good uh thing that you know I could I could carry away as well. Something, you know, an identity that um that you know that is attached to your to millimeters, just attached to, you know, to you as well. So that you become like a a culture itself I think that is really really uh, very golden words uh, coming from you yeah alright Shirlene thanks so much for your time today man I really appreciate you you know we kind of push this you know postpone this a couple of times as well and I'm so yeah. glad you gave me time to you know take time from your schedule of painting your pots to <laughs> To really talk about, you know, how your entire journey came about and then what the millimeters meant to you and, of course, how did you come about to, you know, doing uh, monopods as well. So, thanks so much and, you know, after the circuit breaker is over, let's hope we can uh, conclude our first project together and then let's uh, try and meet up again soon. Yeah, have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shirlene, thanks so much. Okay, see you.